Good morning. It's November 15th, sunny again in New York City, and this is your Indignity Morning Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Skoka, taking a look at the day and the news. The government shutdown has been averted one more time, thanks to Democrats in the House of Representatives agreeing to cut a deal with Republican Speaker Mike Johnson, while Johnson's own conference was busy with deposed former Speaker Kevin McCarthy, allegedly throwing an elbow at one of his right-wing tormentors. Not to be confused with Republican Senator Mark Wayne Mullen, the former mixed martial arts fighter, jumping up out of his chair in a hearing to try to start a brawl with the president of the Teamsters before Bernie Sanders quashed the would-be violence and told him to sit back down. In the actual business of Congress, as opposed to the given him the business with the elbow type business, the House deal split the next budget cliff into two separate partial cliffs, one in January, the other in February, thereby, in what looks like a classic Democratic Party trade-off, removing the risk of a catastrophic full government shutdown in exchange for sacrificing the power to hold Republicans accountable for whatever future mischief and hostage-taking they might want to do with the budget process. Beyond that, the front page of the Times features two more stories from the intersection of war and medicine in Gaza. One, an account of Israel's ongoing attack on Al-Shifa Hospital, as presented and explained by the Israeli Defense Forces. The headline is, Israeli Military Reports Assault at Gaza Hospital. Subhead, Issued Warning First. Sub-subhead, Earlier, Videos Were Said to Show Weapons in a Children's Facility. The story relates a social media post from the IDF saying that the military would transfer incubators, medical equipment, and baby food to the hospital. Then notes that the New York Times was unable to reach the hospital director or the spokesman for the Gaza Health Ministry to ask about Israel's offer, the details of which remained unclear. The adjoining story in the paper, about children's facilities, describes the interruption of pediatric cancer treatments caused by the Israeli assault on Gaza. Over the past 10 days, it says 21 children with cancer have been evacuated from Gaza to hospitals in Egypt and Jordan, according to doctors involved in the effort. But at least 30 other young cancer patients have not made it out, and aid workers said that in the chaos of war, they can no longer reach some of the families. One key detail here is that this account is datelined Washington, because those pediatric cancer patients are beyond the reach of Western media. Maybe the CNN embeds who are riding around with the IDF could have cleared a little space in the van for them. Also on page one, straight from the Indignity Morning Podcast's jokes to the newspaper of record, the story of the shutdown of Interstate 10 in Los Angeles has been promoted from yesterday's Inside News to a front-page story about the automotive folkways of this strange large city some 2,500 miles west of the West Side Highway. Dateline, Los Angeles. In a city of sprawl, the 10 freeway is a main character, running across the belly of Los Angeles and offering a straight shot from downtown to the Pacific Ocean, with a hazy glimpse of the Hollywood sign along the way. The bonus gag here is that it is a page one story about how the story is not a big deal. Freeway closed? Drivers in L.A. don't sweat it, is the headline. And the story elaborates that, for many residents... The repercussions have felt less catastrophic and more like just another Los Angeles annoyance. The closure creates personal and employment difficulties for sure, but there is a sense that, if you are accustomed to driving in Los Angeles, you have already honed the skills you need for this moment. Mustering some sort of patience, maneuvering on side streets and alternate routes, padding your estimated drive time. 
It's good to know that the hardy denizens of this strange land will find a way to get by. Two more headlines from inside the paper. Page A20. Fearing faltering economy, Arizona voters sour on Biden. An inset subheadline adds, chafing at inflation and the soaring costs for housing. And on page A17, shiny outlook on inflation eases pressure on Fed and could end rate increases. Interesting. What might we learn if those two stories ever had a chance to talk to one another? That is the news. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to Indignity to keep us going. And if all goes well, we will talk again tomorrow.